0: Welcome to Stuff We Love Podcast.
1: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of the Stuff We Love Podcast. I am Scott, joined by my co-host, Joe, and this evening, we welcome a wonderful guest to the podcast, Alex. Alex, welcome to the show.
0: Thanks, Scott and Joe. I appreciate you guys having me.
1: Glad you're here, Alex. We are very excited for tonight's episode because, one, you are here with us this evening, and two, it's another episode in our Taylor Swift series, which is among our most popular set of episodes on the podcast and we are recording this several days before the legendary taylor swift album fearless is issued in taylor's version and we thought in advance of that release what we would do tonight is get together and we would each create a taylor swift playlist that would be about an hour in length and we would choose the running track order We would choose the songs and what we'll do is we'll talk about the tracks that we chose and I'm really interested to hear what Joe chose and what Alex chose and I hope you all want to hear what I chose because I think uh, there's so many different options out there. I thought it'd be fun just to put together a great set of playlists and uh, let me begin uh, first off by asking everyone how we doing. Everybody doing well?
0: Doing well. Yeah, doing great
2: as always.
1: Yes, spring is here. Baseball is back. The weather's improving so I'm excited for that. Summer's not too far away.
2: I was uh, monitoring your Twitter, Scott, and the, the post about baseball needs to stop. There's too many.
1: There's been so. a lot of posts about baseball because what happens is I get into these conversations where my fans write to me <laughs> and they want a response. <laughs> I, uh, no, no, no. But I a lot of my Twitter friends are baseball fans. And
2: no, it's great.
1: Yeah, it was fun. It.
2: My,
0: my yeah, Twitter no, is your, great. Your Twitter content is second to none, Scott.
2: Thank you, Alex. Thank you. <laughs> I I don't know if I would say that, but I am happy that baseball season is here. You know, just warm weather's on its way. It's going to be, it's it's all good. So.
1: You know, what's funny about Twitter is that sometimes I'll think to myself, okay, I should tweet something. And then I really can't think of anything to say. So I'll tweet something very generic, like hope everyone has a great day. Let's get this week off to a good start. And people really like it. And that makes me happy just to know that I could uh, put a smile on their face and they write back and that's fun. We'll and based on your that.
2: reaction, <laughs> you're not that impressed. We'll leave it at that. Leave it at that. I hope all of our listeners have a great day.
0: <laughs> I stand by com- by my comment.
2: Thank you, Alex. Thank you.
0: So, uh,
3: Alex, Always give- got. awesome.
1: And uh, given that this is your first time on the podcast and this is a music episode, why don't you take a moment to tell our listeners about what your interests are when it comes to music, what some of your favorite bands and artists are, and what genres you listen to?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I, in terms of genres, I think some of my favorites are indie rock, indie pop. Um, I love, you know, rock, pop in general. Um, I'm a very big Taylor Swift fan, Ariana Grande in terms of pop. Um, you know, some indie artists. I like Ben Rector, Ingrid Michaelson. Um, and, you know, the classic rock, the Beatles. You have to love the Beatles.
1: Mm hmm. Well, that's great. And you know what's really interesting? I'll I'll share this thought with you, and then we'll get to the playlist. The uh, Earlier today, I was thinking about something. I don't know how it occurred to me, but I was just thinking about how when the Beatles first came onto the public scene in a big way, I'm not talking about just in Liverpool, but when they released their first single in 1962, eight years later, they were broken up. They broke up in 1970. If you think about that in terms of, let's say, Taylor terms, I guess Red, the album, came out in 2012, if that rings a bell. Yes. Right. So from that time until now, the Beatles had their entire career, which is pretty hard to believe. Just like if you think about a decade, the concept of 10 years, the Beatles did everything they did in the public spotlight within that time frame and were broken up already, which is just astounding to me.
3: Yeah. So agree. are you
2: trying to say that Taylor Swift is a better artist than the Beatles now? Because I agree. No, I'm kidding. Well, <laughs> I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> as, uh, Joe, as you you know, based on the conversations we have had, we we strongly feel that Taylor is a songwriter at Beatles type level, uh, songwriting in many respects. But it just shows, I, I think, how remarkable it is what the Beatles accomplished in such a short period of time. It's, yeah, astounding. It really,
2: it's unbelievable. It really is.
1: But... With that being said, let's turn now to the main part of tonight's episode, which is the Taylor Swift Playlist Series. And guys, how do you feel about going around the table one by one? So, Alex, you'll give your first track, Joe, then yours, and then I'll give mine. And then as we go through each selection, tell us why you chose that track and the other uh, panelists will respond to that choice.
2: Okay, this so. sounds good. I, Scott, I think we should just clarify, right? The intent was to have one hour, a one hour playlist? Approximately, yes. Okay.
1: And it's really
0: it might tough. Might be a little over, Scott. Sorry. Mine
1: is an hour and two minutes, according to Spotify. Mine is oh also God. an hour
2: and two
0: minutes. <laughs> an hour and two minutes. Songs? Yep. Oh, my goodness.
2: <laughs> Alex,
0: did you right, put together I'm an eight hour, hour marathon? <laughs> yeah, of course, Scott. You know me.
2: The um,
3: nothing I also have me. bonus
1: tracks,
0: less though. for me. Like a,
2: like a true Taylor Swift target release. I have bonus tracks. <laughs> oh boy. That's going to be incredible. Interesting.
1: And it's tough by the way, it's really tough because we could get together every day of the week and do another Taylor Swift playlist episode and easily put together a playlist. It's not that hard given the sheer number of songs. Yeah. I mean, we basically do that every day, Scott. <laughs> well, <laughs> it was true. so
0: hard for me to stay within an hour because I just wanted yeah. to keep adding and adding.
1: Yeah. It's tough. It's very tough to limit it, but At the end of the day, hopefully we all have created something that we could look at and enjoy listening to for years to come. So with that being said, Alex, since you are the guest this evening, I'm going to start with you. What is the first song you chose for your Taylor playlist?
0: I love it. All right. Well, I think you might be a little bit shocked, Scott. (laughs) Um, It's Love Story. And I know that sounds super classic and, and like an answer that everybody would say, but the reason why I started with it was because that's how I was introduced to Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. I have very, very distinct memories of being on the bus and people would just play it over and over and over again. Um, And I was like, Oh, come on this song again, this song again. And then of course I jumped on the bandwagon and started listening. And that's really when I became a Taylor Swift fan. Um, You know, just the classics really stuck with me. So that's, that's the distinct reason why I picked it as my first
3: track. Track, That's
1: great selection. W- one question I have for you, Alex, is that song has obviously been a staple of Taylor's career. So one song from her career, she performs live at every concert, and it's recently reemerged with the upcoming reissue of Fearless, because that was the first single, I guess, that was released from the album. Have you ever grown tired of it, given how much it's part of the? Cultural landscape? Have you taken a break from it and returned to it with the upcoming Fearless reissue? Have has it always been there for you, or do you take a break?
0: I I tend to take breaks. Mm. Um, you know, I I feel like that could be a common thing. I I really 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 listened to it for a long long time straight through. Like always listened to it, always listened to Fearless, and then I kind of took a break from it. And I have been taking a slight break from Taylor because I want to amp the fearless re-release up for myself.
2: Understood. That's great. I actually read an interview with her once where she said that she would play that, she would play that at every concert that she does for the reasons exactly like you said, Alex, which was, this is how people get introduced to my music with this song. And there, she could not have a concert without that song. However, she does right. it with you know whatever spin she puts on it. But I thought that was interesting. Like that's her song that she has to play at every concert. Definitely. So I think that was interesting,
0: yeah. And, which I think is so interesting, too, because to your point, right, like she has to play that every concert because I feel like people are expecting it. But I don't really know if they are expecting it, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like it's so old that sometimes when you go to a concert like Taylor Swift or, you know, your Ariana Grande's of the world, you kind of expect to hear those old hits, but they're never guaranteed. So I feel like half the time you go in with the expectation that, oh, she's definitely going to play it. And then half the time you're like, "Oh, she's not going to play it. It's too old." Mm-hmm. Um, and I love when when artists play their classics, not straight through, of course. I like I like a good mix of everything, but I think that that's definitely a staple in a different way for her than it is for other artists,
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, which is which which really sets her apart from other people.
1: That's a great opening selection, and uh, I love the Amazing. fact that you chose it because of sentimental meaning to you, which is really cool.
0: Perfect.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Joe, God. what's your opening track?
2: So I, I, I went in order by album and I made the controversial decision not to have any Fearless or Taylor Swift songs on my uh, playlist. So my first song <laughs> that I started off with is Haunted from Speak Now. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that was released in 2010. And I put this on, first of all, this is just one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs. And the second one won't be a surprise to anyone either. I'm sure I've said it, so I won't get there yet. But I remember Scott seeing the um, Speak Now tour. I couldn't I don't remember if it was the first or second time we saw that tour, but I remember the the one that the show that she put on when she played Haunted. She had like a very dark-looking castle kind of set. And right. I just, you know, the way she put on a show for that song I thought was great. And, you know, when I got back, obviously I was I knew it before that, but um, you know, now it's one of those songs where it's like a don't skip song. Mm -hmm. when it comes on for me so i really like haunted that was my first song on the uh, list
1: alex what's your reaction to joe with haunted
0: i i would agree that it's a don't skip (laughs) um (laughs) i know you guys are going to judge me so hard for this but i have never seen her live um
3: it's okay but i also think
0: in in my defense i think it brings a different perspective playlist wise Mm. um because i'm solely coming from like just a recorded standpoint um, but I, I definitely agree that it's it's a don't skip for me. It didn't make my playlist, unfortunately, Joe. Sorry to say. That's, okay. that's, that's why <laughs> um, we're doing this
2: playlist. That's okay.
0: Um, but it's a solid choice, for sure. Love what Story didn't th- make mine, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well a- now I'm offended. <laughs>
1: <laughs> One of my favorite things about Haunted is the use of the strings in the song. I think that represented an elevation in the production that went into her tracks Speak Now really, I mean, I mean, you could argue that the jump from Taylor Swift to Fearless on the albums was a big leap. I would argue that Speak Now is also a tremendous leap forward, largely because of these epic-type tracks that are on Speak Now. Lengthy songs. There's very few right. short songs on the album. And Haunted is kind of that epic feel. So I think that's a good track. And not, not the type of song I would expect to kick off a playlist. So that's a really cool selection. Unique way to start it off.
2: You got that right.
1: (laughs) So for my first song, I went with a very slow track because I I usually start playlists with a fast track, but I actually went into this one a little slow. And I chose from Taylor's Red album, Begin Again. And I chose Begin Again because one, begin, I thought it would be a good opening track to the album. And I thought it was almost like a very chill way to get into the playlist, sort of a smooth way to begin the collection of songs. That song, when I first heard it, amazed me. I thought it was lyrically perfect, very simple in terms of the instrumentation. And I think one of the things that also swayed me on the track was the music video. I don't know if you remember the music video for that, but it's almost like a movie that takes place in Paris. It's beautifully filmed. And, uh, I love some of the lyrics in the track in particular, like uh, said, you never met one girl who had as many James Taylor records as you, which I thought was just great because I'm a big James Taylor fan. I thought that was really cool that that was built into the track. And I just, it's not a song that I listen to that often, but when I do listen to it, I think to myself, Oh, this is just perfection.
2: I can't argue with that. I mean, again, that song did not make my list, but I I was very hard to leave it off when I was making this list and Mm -hmm. You know, we've talked about that that James Taylor line before, but yes, you know, I, I agree with everything you said about that. It's actually a very good song to start off a playlist. You're you're right. Thank so, you. I can agreed. go with that. Yeah,
0: agreed. Title and everything. Um, Title and I I think the lyrics in that song are are brilliant in a way. You know, it's just so different and and unique. And it is like, while it's kind of a slow release into like a uh, while it's like a slow release into a playlist. It's it's strong in its own way. Mm -hmm. um through the lyrics and that's why i really like it
1: i also love the reference to uh watching the same movies every christmas which i thought was really cool because everybody could relate to that i'm like yeah i I know what i know what she's talking about there (laughs) you know the holiday season movies (laughs) they're all great so alex what's your number two
0: my number two is teardrops on my guitar
3: okay um nice
0: yeah, I think another uh, another kind of unique, different choice as a second song. Um, but similar to you, Scott, I think just the orchestration and everything that put the track together really makes it kind of bold, but in like a subtle way. Um, yeah, so that's why I put it as my second song. I didn't want to start off too crazily, but um, yeah.
1: Great choice. Joe, what are your thoughts?
2: I mean, that's, it's a great choice. You really can't go wrong with that song. Um, you know, it was one of those songs that started her off, you know, on the career. So it, it's a good song. It's another one, you know, not that there's very many skip songs for me. I'll listen to it when it's on. It's a really good one. So I can't argue with that, with that selection.
1: I'm a big fan of that song. It, it remains one of my favorites to this day. And a very vivid memory I have is of uh, going out one day with my brother he went into an art supply store because I guess he was into painting at the time, which was kind of unexpected. And I was sitting in the car waiting for him to get these art supplies. And on the radio was teardrops on my guitar. And it may have been the first time I heard it. And I thought to myself, who is this singer? Who wrote this song? And this song is absolutely beautiful. I I had not heard much on the radio like it around that time. So I guess for me, it was was my entry into the Taylor Swift catalog. And, And right off the bat, it was very clear we were not dealing with your average songwriter when, when you listen to a track like Teardrops on My Guitar.
0: Definitely. Yeah. I think that um, you know, it's so unique in its own way. Again, you know, a lot like a lot of her tracks. Um, but it is really, truly such a beautiful song. And I feel like I rarely have those moments where I'm sitting back and I'm listening to the lyrics and I'm like, wow, this is really, you know, you have songs that you're like, this is so great. I love this song so much. But when you actually sit back and listen to teardrops on my guitar, it's just one of those moments where you're like, this is absolutely beautiful.
1: Mm -hmm. That's awesome, great. Joe, Alex is doing an amazing job with the playlist. By the way, I think Oh my we God, are- Scott, thank I can't you. top this. this. Means- I, I, we're two Scott, songs in, and I can't top stop. this. So I, don't know what to I do. hope
0: you're not just like gassing me up to like make me. Make me no, feel I have about. I
1: have a staff to my side, and you can't see this, but I'm signaling them to keep revising the
2: playlist because I can't keep up
1: with
0: this. It's, it's just Neil with like a scratch pad. <laughs> That's or
3: true. That's
2: true. Yeah, th- this is. I don't even know what I'm supposed to say about this now, but. I, I will move to my second song. Like I said, these are great selections because I did not put any songs from Fearless or Taylor Swift on my list. So, mm-hmm.
0: but I love know. it because I'm learning so much about your guys' playlists. Well, I'm gonna have to revise mine now well, or make it longer on. than an hour. So, <laughs>
2: so um, my second song also off Speak Now. Again, we're going in, in album order for me. I didn't really, except for one song, I didn't really um, move the playlist around too much. But my second song is Enchanted, oh. which is.
3: All probably choice. my
2: second favorite taylor swift song of all time specifically the version of enchanted on the speak now live album uh it i just really feel like it, that is such a good live song it really lends itself well and if you're listening to that version you hear the crowd uh, you know cheering and singing along and just when she slows the song down and then starts you know doing the refrain of you know i was enchanted to meet you over and over and then it just brings the song back up into like this huge uh, production. I, I love that song. It's just one of my favorites.
1: I'm not gonna make any comments on that song or that version of that song because it may make an appearance on someone else's <laughs> playlist later tonight. So
0: Amazing.
1: stay tuned listeners. Uh, Alex, what are you? thoughts about- I was hoping somebody
0: in- would bring up Speak Now, <laughs> the live version.
1: Um, um, what about you I Alex? What are your thoughts on uh, Enchanted? It's,
0: it's a fantastic song. Um, you know, I think Speak Now, as an album is one of those that you have to listen straight through. So any track off of it, honestly, just completely resonates with me. And I don't know if it's like, because the album is so great as a whole. um, But Enchanted is really, I think, one of the best on the record for sure. Yeah. It must be that she named
2: her perfume after a line in that song. So yeah, that's great.
0: That's true, Joe. I hope you have the perfume.
2: Uh, No comment. (laughs) Um, But Scott, what do you have? So my next track is kind
1: of out of left field, but it's a song that for whatever reason I'm a big fan of from Reputation, Dancing With Our Hands Tied. That's my track too. And I'm often surprised when people talk about Reputation. This seems to be one of the least popular songs on the album, which kind of surprises me uh, because to me, it's a superior track to stuff like King of My Heart or And So It Goes, some of the other tracks from the album. I think what drew me in here was the beat in the background. I happen to really like it. And in particular, I brought up the lyrics here as we're talking, there's a part in the song towards the end where it kind of slows down and she sings, I'd hold you as the water rushes in, if I could dance with you again. And then this beat kind of kicks in aggressively. And I, It's an electronic beat, but with a very pronounced melody. And when it comes to EDM dance music, that's what draws me in. Not just repetitive electronic sounds, but ones where the sound is enhanced by a good melody. And I think that's dancing with our hands tied. Uh, So don't have much to say about it beyond that. It's just a song that I really enjoy.
2: Yeah, it's a really good song. I I don't have much to say about it either, but I do think that reputation doesn't get the love that it should. And you'll see that that is not the case for me when we move on to that. Sort of <laughs> but um, it's, it's a good selection. Nice work. Thank you, Jo.
0: Agreed. Agreed, Scott.
2: Thank you, Alex. And Alex, what is your next track?
0: All right, so my next track, similar to you, Scott, actually, it's kind of out of left field. I feel like it's not very popular amongst her new stuff. Um, I had You All Over Me with Maren Morris.
3: Wow. Um, I
0: know. I know. Am I disappointing you? I hope not. No,
1: you are not. And I (laughs) Um, want to hear what you have to say and then I'm going to offer a thought. Go ahead, please.
0: No, I know. You know, I feel like, and to your point again, Scott, I feel like looking up the lyrics and now that I have them in front of me, because I had to to reference them, of course, at a certain point. um, You know, I like the line that says I lived and learned had you got burned. And I know it's about like specific people in your life, but even, you know, any simple experience that you can kind of relate this song to it really, I think, helps the track resonate with a person because everybody's been in that situation, right, where they had somebody, they got burned, they lived, they learned. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's one of those tracks that you kind of just put on and let it be supportive in its own way. And, and you feel supported by the music, which I think is the reason why we all listen to music. Um, and I don't I there's no rhyme or reason or explanation for why I think it's not as popular other than just spins on the radio or you know listens on Spotify but I also think bringing in a powerhouse like Marin Morris was really really crucial to this track too um I really like when she comes in I think that's a part that really is just so strong and even though she, it's not very it's not very like upbeat crazy mm-hmm. you know song I just think that both of their voices together sound really really strong and it really is a strong track
1: They do blend together well. And the reason I was very happy you chose this song is because this has grown on me tremendously. We've been playing it a lot here in the house with the Fearless Reissue coming up. And it's one of those songs where when you listen to the lyrics, I brought up the lyrics here while we're talking. And my favorite line in the song is, the best and and worst day of June was the one that I met you with your hands in your pockets and your don't you wish you had me grin. Like I could spend Mm -hmm. years writing stuff down and never come up with that. And she wrote the song when she was a teenager. It actually made me think on a a side note, I'm listening to another Taylor Swift podcast on the Ringer Network where they go album by album. And they were saying with this song, I think she wrote it when she was 16. And it made me think of Paul McCartney, who when he was 16 wrote when I'm 60, around that age wrote when I'm 64 and Mm -hmm. um, wrote so many other songs when he was only a little older than that there's a talent there that is evident from such a young age. And it's a very pretty song and it just flows well. And I I agree with what you said, Alex, about the combination of Taylor's voice with Marin Morris's. It's not that Marin Morris is that loud in the song or that pronounced, but they just harmonize really, really well.
0: They really do. And I think it's so, you know, I, and again, it's, she's doing something unique compared to her, um, you know, fellow artists or fellow pop artists, I guess, right, by by featuring Maren Morris or writing a song with Maren Morris. Um, you know, I just think it's different. It's it's just unique in, in its own way, for sure.
2: Absolutely. Joe? Yeah, great choice. I mean, it, you're right. It's not as popular as many of her uh, or any of her other songs, but it's yeah. one of those songs where like you know with the reissue and everything when it just came out again it's like this is a really good song you know it's like she wrote that when she was that age and uh, you know i I can't do anything now
3: so so like scott was (laughs) saying it's it's exactly
0: like
2: that i just
0: i I feel like i should be able to make my my notes from like school or work in my notebook out of some (laughs) sort of like pilot episode or song but it never comes to fruition
1: Joe, we, did you do your number three yet? Or no, I can't. Uh...
2: No, we're only on number three. This will be forever. But
1: um... <laughs> We'll pick up the pace a little <laughs> bit because we, we could talk for years about this stuff. But go ahead, Joe. We're going
2: to have to. Although, here's the thing. My next song, I'm sure, is on everybody's list. If, if not, then that would be surprising to me. But I'm going to go off of Red, All Too Well, which, you know, going from Enchanted, my number two Taylor Swift song, to All Too Well, which is my number one song. To me, that's just the perfect song. I, I don't think I don't really know of any other song, but even by other artists where it's just the way it flows, you know, the chorus, the bridge and the message and what she's talking about and how the, the lyrics are. And you know what she's talking about when she's got her, you know, her latte and all that. It's just it, it puts a picture in your head of what she's singing about and the song, the music, everything. It's just it's got to be the, my favorite Taylor Swift song anywhere. Um, and having seen her done it, do it in concert quite a few times, it was interesting to me that there was like a fan, um, I don't want to say a survey, but like a, a, a fan movement to get this released as a single,
3: mm-hmm. you
2: know, and yet no one really knows about it that much until you're actually listening to Red. And it's just, it, it's so good to me. I can't even understand why. So that was my next song because I'm, I moved on from "Speaking Out to Red and that I could have put that at number one through 15 on my list. That's right. how much I like it. Great analysis. I will tell you, Joe, it's not Agreed. on my playlist. I'm, it I'm is not on mine. Honestly, honestly I'm disappointed. <laughs> but that
0: no, was not we, with we, you, Alex, we, with, we. with Scott. All right. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I'm
1: just kidding. Uh, but look, it is, um, I think a very strong argument can be made that it is the greatest Swift song.
3: Agreed. From the
1: lyrics, the story it tells, the melody, the power of the track. Um, no reason why it's not on mine, other than the fact that there was just a so many songs to choose from.
2: Yeah. The, I mean, I agree. I understand it. Alex, all too well.
0: <laughs> I, you know, I think it's a solid choice. I, I do think it's, it's up there with one of the best songs I think of mm-hmm. hers ever written. Um, definitely, definitely a solid choice. Can't compete with that. I'll take though. it. I'll take it.
1: <laughs> so for my third track, I actually chose the opening song from Folklore, which is The One. And uh, I just chose it because one of my, you know, it's been a very tough year for the world, obviously. And when Taylor announced folklore, it brought a little bit of happiness to the world. And there was a surprise release. I mean, we were so excited when it came out. And I just remember lying in bed. My wife is fast asleep next to me. And I had probably these headphones I'm wearing now on. And I hit play on the streaming service and this song kicks in and it's not the greatest song. There's nothing about it that's jaw dropping or spectacular. But it definitely the song is it's a vibe as the uh, as they would say on Peloton when they're playing a song that they like. This song is a vibe, you know what I mean? And, and this is a vibe. It's got a feel to it, and um, I just like it. I kind of like Dancing with Our Hands Tied. I, I chose it because I like it. It makes me feel good. It's catchy, and I love the way she sings. Um, in my defense, I have none. I thought that's a great lyric. No one I've not, not right. heard anybody else sing something like that. So that's why one of
2: the reasons why I chose it. Yeah, that's a really good song. I, I yeah. Yeah. and it's not on my list, but I remember when that album came out in you know not that long ago, we were we actually did a review about it and how much I actually liked the opening song. So that was a good choice.
1: Thanks, Joe. Alex, you like the one?
0: Agreed. Great. I think it's a solid, it's a solid choice. And I, I really I was hoping we would talk more about folklore, of mm. course. Uh maybe at the end. <laughs> but um, but I think it's You know, agree with you completely. It's a feel good track. Mm -hmm. I think that the album overall is amazing with the, you know, the surprise release and just the hype that came around the album was amazing. Um, Yeah, solid choice.
1: Wonderful. And Alex, what is your next song?
0: All right. Are we on number four? Yes. We are, right? One, two, three, four. All right. So I kind of switched gears here. I'm going to
1: 1989.
0: Okay. With uh, Welcome to New York
1: okay and wow
3: okay
0: I, I I feel like for me um that's like my feel good track and I don't I don't know if there's a specific reason but I feel like I you know the factor that played most into my choice um was the fact that like we have wait Joe where are you from I'm sorry you're from New Jersey, New Jersey. okay um no. So I feel like when I'm in the city or I'm like wandering around the city and I see these tourists that are just looking around and it's their first time there. It's such a weird, it's like a great thing, but a weird thing to see. Right. Because we're like, Oh, Times Square. Like, we don't want to be here. We don't want to like, everybody's (laughs) here. I don't want to see the naked cowboy or, you know, whoever's in Times Square. Right. And, but for other people, it's this like grandiose thing and they've never been, um, so I think, you know, there's this this feeling of like, oh, I'm so annoyed that like there's a crowd. But then at the same time, you're like happy for those complete strangers that are right. witnessing for this for the first time. And I think that's kind of just what this song reminds me of. And that's why I picked it. It's
1: it's a very solid opening track to the 1989 album. And I totally get why you chose it. And it. Whether you're going to New York or someplace else you're a fan of, it's kind of that. It captures that excitement when you get to someplace new for you or someplace that's a favorite of yours. You can feel it in the track, and uh, agreed. I'm, I'm surprised that by was the like selection. Me when
0: I showed up, in <laughs> – no, go ahead, sorry. I
1: was just gonna say I'm surprised by the selection. I didn't see that coming, so I'm sort of speechless. But uh,
0: no, it's no. A,
2: look, it's a good selection. I mean, it was you know absolutely Taylor released that at a time when she was moving to New York and and was very you know vocal and big about that with her new squad and the 1989 yeah. kickoff and everything and it, it's a good opening track I mean it has that feeling of uh you know wonder and this is look at how you know look how great my life is going to be kind of thing mm-hmm. when you're seeing yeah. that so puts you in a, puts it was in a sort of
0: a turning mood. point a yeah. turning point for her agreed um and not just for her but her music too and not in a in a great way of course um so I think that's that kind of plays a little bit of a role in it too
1: Awesome choice. Sorry Alex. to throw
0: that curveball at you guys.
1: No, that's great. That's why we do this. This is it's moments <laughs> like this that make me glad to I'm be I'm just podcasting. afraid
0: you're going to be disappointed in my choice. No, there's, there's no, no disappointment.
1: There's, you
2: could choose There's no any. grades here. You there's, no there.
1: grades. <laughs>
3: yeah. there's no grades.
0: No <laughs>
2: grades. Uh Joe, what's your next selection? My next selection is uh off of red also. I knew you were trouble. Okay. Amazing. I I put this on here um for a few reasons speaking of peloton scott when i was doing this list i was thinking about the ride that i would that i could do to i knew you were trouble right and i mean that was part of it but this was a very different song than almost anything she had put out before and i wasn't expecting it when i first put it on with kind of more like a edm type beat and even when when we got you know she did it in concert it was even more turned up in in that sense and it's just a fun song i really like it and you know when you're listening to it you can't help but You know, nod your head along and and just kind of get in that mindset of like this is this is a fun, you know, good song. Yeah. I I really liked it. I put it on. It's a good playlist song.
1: I guess on the Peloton where it gets into I knew you were we would probably have to stand up. (laughs) Yes. Just just pedal really hard.
0: And they'd be like one, two, one, two, one, two.
3: (laughs) That's
1: right. (laughs) Uh, what, what has happened to us where we envision, do you do that a lot now that we're all big Peloton riders? Do you ever listen to music and think, Oh, this would be an interesting song to
2: spin to. I do it all the time.
1: <laughs> oh yeah.
0: All the time. And yeah. I'm like, Oh, we need an artist series. <laughs> like,
2: a Taylor just, artist, artist series. I so, Yeah. I
0: get so spoiled by the artist series. I'm like, Taylor needs an artist series. And I'm just like pointing at artists and I'm like, they need one. They need one.
2: Right. Honestly, right. I'm, I'm hoping that happens once she puts all of her reissues out. Um, yeah. It could I have be. a
0: feeling it's coming.
2: Um, it, it really could, uh, that would
1: be exciting. I think we would all, we'd have to do a group ride for sure. That would be a massive, uh,
0: Oh yeah. I would,
1: I would do that one
2: 13 times in a row. I mean,
1: (laughs) (laughs) so for my next selection, I went to the speak now album and I chose the story of us. And, uh, the reason I chose the story of us is because, one, I, I happen to like the story it tells. I think it's a really, it's almost like a movie being read to you, a, a movie plot. And the music video captures that really well. And one of the things with the Speak Now album at the time, it represents, I think, to a certain degree, an influence of that. I don't know, I, I guess Paramore. She was friends with Haley Williams. There's this rocking sound, very guitar driven that on that album comes through in Better Than Revenge and The Story of Us, even just when you think about how it begins with that guitar lick. It's really cool. And um, it's just got a driving beat. And um, I like her vocal performance on the song, too. I think it showed, as her career progressed with each album, you could see her vocal strength increase. So that's why I chose The Story of Us. All those reasons. Good choice. I like that song. I like it. Thank you. Thank you in the interest of time, we can't obviously comment on every single track. So, cause we'll be here uh, day and night, but uh, we'll keep going though. And uh, Alex, what's your next selection?
0: Well, if we have, if we have repeats, we can, you know, there ones you that go. are similar on everybody's playlist. I feel like that's a good gauge, right?
1: For sure. For sure.
0: Um, okay. So for my next one, I went with fearless. Oh. Um, yeah. Okay. Nice. Big fan, big fan of title tracks. Um, I just think it's overall. Uh, for me, um, I just think it it's like a feel good track, you know. Mm-hmm. To your to your point earlier, Scott, I just think it's one of those that just sits well with me. I really like it. It's I would never skip over it. Um, yeah, I, I love the simple,
3: guitar.
0: Yeah, yeah. I feel like Even- there are definitely you know certain points where it's it's so prominent that you know you just can't ignore it. It's
2: great. The band on that is really they did a great job.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, it, it, definitely, when I think of Taylor title tracks, cause that is the, that's a title track. So is speak now. And, uh, I guess those are the, well, the song evermore, right. There's a song evermore, right. Trying, but that's maybe the best one. Fearless. I yeah. think.
2: Yeah, I would say so.
0: Agreed. And
1: Although I, do like, the, I yeah. do
2: like the introduction for speak now on the, uh, live album yes
0: yes I mean,
2: you can't beat that see that
0: live album you can't beat the live album i love it's, that live it's album. awesome which is something that is so different for me like i'm not a fan i'm normally not a fan of live live albums um but i love speak now
2: yeah
1: we should i, I wish we had more live albums that's the only for the most I part know. other than some smaller eps only live well albums you have a
2: netflix special but right it's not yeah, it album.
0: doesn't do it justice not, though yeah
2: Joe, what's your next track? Uh, My next track is off 1989, but the deluxe edition. It's New Romantics. Great song. And I I don't want to spend too much time on this just because in the interest of time. But to me, this is a great song that would be the lead single of any other artist. And this was a throwaway, not a throwaway, but it was on a deluxe edition uh, that wasn't even on the real album, if you want to call it that. And the song is great. It's a lot of fun. I mean. Rolling Stone even said that that was one of the top 100 songs of the 2010s. And it's, again, a a bonus track on a deluxe album. And I just really like that song. It's a lot of fun to listen to.
1: I love that track. It's a song that I've revisited recently after listening to this other podcast I was referencing earlier. And one of the things they do on there is they talk about if you were going to replace – take New Romantics, which they were speaking about in particular. If you would put that on 1989, what song would come off in its place? And I could think uh, maybe all you had to do was stay. I, even though I really like that song, to me, New Romantics is better. Or How You Get the Girl, I think New Romantics is better than that. And I yeah. just wonder what went into the studio decision where they have New Romantics and they say, yeah, we're not going to include that, but we're going to include How You Get the Girl. As good a song as that is, it's just not New Romantics. The
2: only thing I think of is that they they realized they made, they made a mistake because they did release it as a single. They did. So, I mean, yeah. not that it got a lot of radio airplay, but I still do hear it every now and then
1: hmm yeah alex I when joe agree. mentioned new romantics i could tell based on your reaction you're a fan of the song
0: oh big fan yeah Huge fan and and i'm in agreement with you guys right like it's so and i think for a lot of records we don't really really know what goes into the songs you know like like the track list decisions mm-hmm. um so that was a good point joe like you know why didn't they why didn't they yeah. pick new romantics to be you know on the regular album and not Right, just deluxe. Um, yeah, no, it's a solid, solid choice. I know who knows, but you know, we're so in that cult following, so we get we get to enjoy it
1: for sure. <laughs> so, for my next track, I went to the album "Lover" and I chose "Miss Americana" and "The Heartbreak Prince," which is a standout yeah. track from the album for me. The one thing that really makes it stand out is the way she. T- it's a political song, no doubt about it and yet she incorporates these traditional high school sounds and imagery in the track with cheerleaders in the background and call and response like you would hear cheerleaders engaging at a football game. It's just a very creative song, and I it has a very haunting melody that sort of carries through from the beginning. It's very trance-like, and I just love the song, so that's why I put this on there.
2: Yeah, we, we talked about this once before, Scott, that it, it's almost like even though it's a political song, it's all, when you listen to just the lyrics, it's like watching a teen movie in your head, right, which exactly. to me is a good thing. Right. So
0: it's almost it's, like like comic relief in a way, right? Because you're yeah. talking about something so serious, and then you have you know the cheerleaders and the high school vibe and the jocks and everything going on. And um, the go play so win of,
2: chant. It's just
1: it's, right.
0: You know, it's it's brilliant. It's, it's, it's a brilliant, brilliant song.
1: I like that word, Alex. It it really does capture the song, and I, I it's not. A um, exaggeration to say that that song is brilliant. Yeah. I, I would put that in that category.
0: No, truly. And
1: speaking Definitely. of brilliant, Alex, we'll turn it back to you and uh, your next playlist song. Oh,
0: oh what an introduction, Scott! <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> um, so I had I had a double. Um, I was with Joe and picked "I Need Your Trouble" okay. from Red. So since that's a double, do you want me to keep going and go to my next track, or do you? Yeah, keep, I know we discussed yeah. already. Keep going. Um all right. So then I, I kind of switched gears. <laughs> I, apparently I was in a very sad mood. Um, so, so I switched to speak now. Okay. And I think for me, one of the standout tracks, and I mean, I guess you could say it's not as popular, but it sort of is um, kind of teeters on that border, but I picked never grow up. I wow. just think it's, it's mm-hmm. such a beautiful song.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah. And
0: I think, you know, as as beautiful as it is, and as as sad as it really sounds, it just is such, it's so happy in its own way, right? Like you don't, you know, I mean, you guys know what it's about, of course, but um, you know, I think the melody, the instrumental, everything behind um, that song is just so, so beautiful. So I feel like I had to kind of take one for the team and switch to yeah. a sad note with that that's no,
1: great it's a beautiful it really, song for me
0: yeah for me on speak now and you know i've been talking about speak now i feel like the whole time um and how much i love it but i feel like that was my standout track on that record too mm-hmm. um so i had to put it on there
1: i love that selection alex it's a it's a beautiful song lyrically it's like poetry and yeah. it's, a, it's so gentle in the instrumentation it's uh it's, it's a wonderful choice
0: thanks Scott. joe
1: i know you love that song too based on our i love previous it. Yeah. Discussions. it yeah it really it's
2: a it is a beautiful song i mean it's just a nice song you know with with the instrumentals and everything it's great
1: and joe what's your next track
2: so uh, i'll uh, in the interest of time i'll do two go ahead just real quick from reputation i put on i did something bad oh which i put on for pretty much the same reasons i put on i knew you are in trouble because it's just a fun kind of you know more of like an up-tempo edm type song which i i like obviously so i put that on you know we don't have to spend too much time on it it's just it's a fun it's a good playlist song then i also from reputation i put on delicate Ah. which you know i really just think is a it's a it's a really good song i love the way it starts off with uh you know my reputation's never been worse so you must like me for me i think that really just Sets the tone of the song and the way the music and the, it's kind of like electro pop kind of thing where it the way she she has like a vocal, you know, a, a Effect on her voice when she's singing in that and I, it's just a really cool. I really like it. It's one of those songs I'll just listen to all the way through.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: when it comes to I did something bad. I remember driving in the car on a summer night windows down just a perfect night and blasting that song. And where it goes. I almost blew out the speakers. And I was thinking to myself, this is such a great song. Like it's worth it if I blow out these speakers. You know what I mean? It's worth it. Um, and delicate is a great song. I mean, I guess we always hear a lot about track fives in Taylor. She saves the track fives, and that was track five on reputation. It's a it's a great right. song. Alex, what do you think of those selections by Mr. Joe?
0: Oh, both both solid choices. I really I am a huge fan of Delicate. I think that's a great track. Um You know, like you were saying, Scott Track Five, but um, it's strong. It's it's fun. I really like it.
1: Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. And I guess needs to be said. Why don't we each just exactly just to keep it going uh, in in the most time efficient way? We'll each do two at a time. I guess maybe is the best way to do it. That's good with you guys. That's (laughs) okay.
0: Go ahead. Whatever you guys are good with.
1: So for my next song, I went to Red, and I went to Holy Ground. And Holy Ground, when I first heard it, I was brought in by the drum beat. It's like this pulsating drum beat. And I, rem- I remember reading a review, I forget who it was from, where the reviewer said that it was like a Fleetwood Mac drum sound. And it, it is true. It sounds like that. It's almost the, like the drum sound on Dreams, the song. And I see that in the, in the track. And I, I, um, I love the imagery and the lyrics. And I love, there's a part of the song towards the end where there's a, a small shift in uh, chord change. And it's hard for me to describe it exactly, but it goes in a musically different direction than you're anticipating. And I thought that's a clever trick. Uh, she sometimes does that Taylor in her lyrics, in the way she changes the lyric of a song unexpectedly. And then also sometimes in the instrumentation that's the, the chords that are played. So I love Holy Ground, I chose that. And then I went to folklore, Alex, so a folklore track and I chose August. Uh, yep, August is nice. a very popular song from the album. It's a fan favorite. Uh, I think compared, I, I love folklore. It's a groundbreaking, terrific album. I think August has one of the strongest melodies on the album and I love her vocal sound, which da, 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 yep. like, it shows such vocal skills. And, um, I love that track. It's maybe my maybe my favorite song from folklore. I'd have to give some thought to that, but it's the one I certainly I, revisit. I was going to say, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, probably one of my favorite tracks on folklore. Yeah. Um, which took me a minute to kind of get into, um, if I'm being honest, but but definitely one of my favorites.
2: Yeah, yeah. that was on my list as well. I mean, it, it's a it's a really it's just a good song. I mean, when we you know when I was listening to folklore for the first time, that's the song that stuck out to me as oh, this is the great, the best song on the album kind of thing, even though they're all good. And then of course they all grow on you more, but it's still a good song.
1: Just- so uh, my quick question for you both is, now that we've lived with folklore for a while, do you like the song August more than Mirable? Yes. Yeah. You do. And the only reason yeah. I ask is because for me personally, I love Mirable. And it seems like that's not a fan favorite from a lot of others. To me, it's one of the top songs on the album. I don't know Which Scott,
0: I feel like that's a common thing. When we talk about music, we like the tracks that not that nobody else likes, you know, because people like everything in general, but just we like those ones that don't stick out or that aren't hits or radio hits.
1: That's true. I know we talked a
0: little bit about this when we had our 85 hour conversation the other night. (laughs) That's right. This is
1: hour 57.
0: Yes, yeah. it's still going
2: yeah I'm this is a continuation it's it's okay to me i'm not a huge fan but mm-hmm. you know i to me august is a better track yeah easily
0: oh we have our our first conflicting opinion <laughs>
3: that's okay I, is I everybody
1: okay do we need a minute here do we need a minute <laughs> alex what are your next two tracks
0: all right my next two so i i i went um from lover Mm -hmm. i have the man okay and i have paper rings now paper rings simply i think is just a bop (laughs) 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 the kids say (laughs) which is why i picked it i needed to i needed to take a step up from never grow up on the playlist um and the man i think you know just the lyrics and i mean i'm not gonna sit here and preach women's rights because that's not why we're here but i think that um, you know, just the underlying like reasons why she wrote that song are really, really strong, and I think it speaks a lot to her personality, and I like that a lot.
1: Awesome. I will not comment on either song for reasons that will soon become clear.
0: <laughs> oh, <Jeff? no. laughs>
2: um, I won't comment too much. I mean, they're good tracks. The man, it, it's not one of my favorite songs, not because of the, the lyrics or anything. I just don't like the way the music works with kind of how she's trying to say what she's I don't know to me that it's just yeah I, I wasn't a fan of the music on that song I really you know and the way they that they kind of made it more upbeat but not I don't know it just for some reason right. I, that song just didn't get, didn't speak to me that much I mean when I first heard it I think right. I actually told Scott that I, I like the song um but it's just not one of my favorites on the album it's it's okay but to me, Lover is like a forgotten album. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. it's it's as if, and, and I understand why now there was not a lot of push for it um, from Taylor and everything. I mean, there was a huge marketing campaign with a couple of songs on there, and then all of a sudden it dropped off the face of the earth. And then she put out, you know, folklore and trying to get her own her own music and everything. I, I can see that, but for some reason, I lover and no one even talks about it anymore. It's like it never happened. And I, I like almost every single song on that album.
3: Yeah, Yeah. I I think it's my
2: favorite Taylor album. Lover. I mean, I think it is. You know, my next two songs are off of that album, so it's you know, I I don't know. I don't know what people are thinking when they don't when I talk about Lover. I mean, three of my uh, my bonus tracks are off
0: that. I I was gonna say I have like five tracks from Lover. (laughs) (laughs) I should have just put the whole record on. So we're giving it the respect
1: it deserves tonight.
0: I think we have
2: to. I mean, my next two songs, Scott. You said something about. I knew you were in trouble or I did something bad putting down the windows and everything yeah. and listening to it really loud. To me, Cruel Summer does that. Oh which, yeah. You know, it's off lover. And I I don't understand why this song wasn't released in the summer as a single. I just, I still can't understand it, but yeah, I love this song. It's just, it's so fun and you know, it's, the lyrics are good. It, I don't know. I, I just really like that song. I did
1: not put cruel summer on my playlist. And I, I kind of regret that because it is such a great song. And I think she co-wrote it with St. Vincent, if I'm correct about that. Yeah. And the way it goes, and the way she reaches that high note with her voice. And then Joe, we've talked about this many times, the part of the song where it gets completely silent on the instruments. And then Taylor says in this weird kind of voice, it, like he looks up
2: grinning like a devil he looks up
1: grinning like a devil and then yeah. the band kicks back in and it's just perfect
2: like that song i like to drive you know with the windows down i'll play that really loud it's 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 just a good song it's fun
1: and then the that's album goes long, into the song lover for. that's yeah. right alex what are your thoughts about cruel summer
0: it's worth, it's worth blowing your speakers for Scott. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great song.
1: It's so great. It
0: is a great yeah. song. I mean, my next song great is song. also
2: off lover, which is kind of the opposite of cruel summer, which is Cornelia street. Oh, wow. Oh, me too. Okay. Uh,
0: great song.
2: That to me is another one of those songs where she's telling a story and you could just see the whole story unfold in your head Right, where she's, you know, walking or, or driving home with uh, the sky and says, Oh, I have a place on Cornelia street. And then, you know things happen and i'll never you know i'll never walk that street again it's just it's just that good of a song i really it reminds me a lot of all too well in the sense that you can picture the whole thing in your head like a movie
1: right right i agree with that definitely uh is it um is it my turn i forget am i next with the two or is yeah, it now? Good, yeah
0: yeah no because i said the man and paper rings. right no, okay you, Scott.
1: so for my yeah. next two i chose our song that's the first one here uh, I chose that because I really wanted to represent Country Taylor on the playlist. And uh, that's th- that album, Taylor Swift, even though I'm a big fan of it, it's probably one I listen to the least when it comes to her catalog. But when I do go back and listen to it, I tend to revisit a few of the songs and this is always one of them. She's got that country twang that she had at that time in her career, which works really well for the song. The uh, instruments on the track are pure country it's just a feel-good, catchy song that stays with you from the moment you hear it. So that's why I chose that song. And then I chose The Man. But interesting, this is now going to go in an interesting direction because I agree with Joe when he says that the version from Lover, I feel the same way, that the, the sound of the music, I didn't like it. I remember hearing that song and hearing if I was the man, then I'd be the man. I'd be the man. I thought to myself, yeah. uh, I don't really like this. But then what she did... She released from a concert in Paris that aired, I think, on Disney Plus and then had an accompanying music release on streaming services. She released an acoustic version of The Man. And it's just her on guitar playing the track. And it sounds completely different. And I, I just came to think that this is, this is such a fantastic song. And that escaped me when I heard it on the album for the first time. It works better to me yeah. as an acoustic number versus an electronic number. And then I'm not well-versed enough in music to comment on it. I guess it's the middle eight of the song or the the the, the bridge. I, I don't, I, where I, if I, and it's okay, you know, that, that part of the song, whatever yeah. that's called musically, it's so clever and reflects an evolution in her songwriting. So that's why I chose The men.
0: Yeah,
2: that version is far superior to the album version. I agree with you.
0: I would agree, Scott
1: that's what we're missing from not having live concerts for the lover Error,
2: You know, the
0: moments like that,
2: that would have maybe surprised us. The only thing that is, you know, kind of keeping me interested in something like that is when she puts out these reissues, is she going to change any part of these songs to kind of, modify it to what she now thinks it should be versus you know something like just a, a complete recopy of the song and right i think for some of them she might and some are, are going to be exactly the same obviously right i don't know it's right. interesting
0: I'm, I'm curious to see if we get you know a little bit of that country twang you were talking about before scott i i feel like if if it's going to be different it's i'm hoping that it's sort of back to those kind of pop country roots.
1: Yeah. And that's kind of exciting to have Fearless being the first album to come out because that definitely captured that feel. So we'll get a sense right away of what the uh, re-release series is going to be like.
2: Yeah, I I do think they're going to be pretty identical to the the original versions because the whole point of recording it is to get the songs back into her, you know, uh, under her umbrella there. And if that's what she's going to try to use to make money and, and license out. It would have to be the same. So I, I think we're going to get the, the country twang and all of that on there. The banjo is all of that.
1: We'll know on Friday. I can't wait.
2: So. We'll know at <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll midnight on Thursday.
1: <laughs> What's going to happen is the album will come out. I'll put it on and then I'll immediately hit pause and text both of you and say podcast
0: now. Yes. <laughs>
1: but we'll um, hop on Zoom. Yeah, exactly. Alex, what are your next two?
0: All right. So after... I left off on Lover, right? Yes. Um, okay. No, so I don't think you next-
1: mentioned Lover. The song Lover?
0: Oh, no, no, no. the the, the I okay. I meant The Man in Paper ring. from Lover. Um, you know, I preached my love for that record. <laughs> um, so my next two, so I have 22,
3: of course.
0: Oh. Um, you know, I I know it's a classic choice, but it kind of goes back to the memory for me. And I know this sounds silly, but when I was 22, just like everybody else, everybody made that joke. Um, and somebody on the street, when I was walking to I, wherever I I think I was in like Madison square park, um, or maybe it was union square park, either one. Um, I was walking in Manhattan and somebody, I guess on the street overheard one of my friends say I was 22 and a random stranger was like, you're 22. And I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and I was like, so mortified at the time. And I'm like, you know what? That's, you didn't tell that's me you saw Joe in New York. Like,
1: you didn't tell me that. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, it was Neil. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no. Um, no. So I felt like I, I had to add that for, um, you know, the memory of that. Yeah, and i feel like it's just something i feel like everybody says it to their friends but to have a complete stranger say it to me on the side of you know on the sidewalk in new york city was something that stuck out um and wildest dreams i just absolutely love it absolutely love it i think it's so great one of the strongest on 1989 if not the strongest
2: awesome choices like space might uh disagree but other than that yeah, wildest dreams (laughs) is a great song i'm I'm very happy they've already started to put that out of the new ver in the new version, and I want to you know I want to hear the entire song instead of what's right. in the trailer for that movie.
0: Yeah.
1: The um, only comments I'll make about your choices, Alex, are that 22 is a great song that has forever left its imprint on pop culture uh, because oh, of yeah. it's. And then it occurred to me as you were talking, Joe, when we were 22, I don't think Taylor had even released her first single.
2: Uh, no, <laughs> that's that's true. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna go cry now in the in the closet. But um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, you know,
0: for every every milestone that you celebrate, Scott, with a two, you can, we'll make it happen for you. Thank
1: you, I appreciate that.
3: But, and you too, uh, Joe.
1: Thank you. <laughs> and then uh, Wildest this Dreams." I I completely agree with you. It's to me one of the strongest songs in her entire catalog. Uh, maybe maybe her best vocal performance on any song. Mm-hmm. It's a sexy vocal performance. She sounds so great on it. And it's sort of this entrancing, mesmerizing track that, uh, I mean, just when you think 1989 couldn't get any better, that song comes on and you think, oh, well, it's just, uh, it amazes you. It really does.
0: Yeah, you kind of forget what's going on around you a little bit, right? Yeah. at least for me. It's kind of just one of those, again, that you blast in the car and <laughs> you're just vibing.
1: <laughs> totally. Uh, Joe, what do you got for your next two? All
2: right. So um, I picked for my, my next song is New Year's Day.
1: Oh, great. That's great.
2: It's, you know, it's a, obviously it's a very slow song, but it just, it works as the album closer on uh, Reputation. And uh, it's just a, it, it's a really nice song and kind of, you know, tying everything together from what that album was, uh, you know, being with somebody on on New Year's Day and cleaning up the party the night before and all that. So I, I just really liked that song. I thought that was, you know, kind of a nice one to, to just put on there kind of like a break in the in the playlist. And then um, moving on after that to Folklore, I we already talked about August, but I also put on Illicit Affairs. Oh. Uh, from Folklore, which wow. is not a very well-known song. Not a lot of, you know, I don't really hear anything about this song. I just feel like the chorus and, and, and the bridge in that song when, you know, she's singing about, uh, uh, the the words are, are literally escaping me because i don't have it open in front of me but it just for some reason i really like the way that song flows. It's not you know a long song it's all, it's barely three minutes um but it really works and and, and everything so I really like that song off folklore.
1: That's great. Uh, the only comment i'll make New Year's day gives me goosebumps every time i hear it when she sings, please don't ever become a stranger whose laugh i can recognize anywhere what a line. What a line! Yeah. Everybody can know what she's talking about, but it's never been expressed like that in a song,
0: right? I think lyrically, it's again one of those songs that's just brilliant,
1: right? Great song, and uh, Alyssa Fairs, it's not what I would have chosen for folklore, it's not something that I jumped through right away, but it's one of those songs where every time I hear it, I think, Oh, this is this is a great track,
2: yeah. I mean, yeah. you know what's interesting, what you just said about. New Year's Day, she has a line in, in illicit affairs, which is basically like, you know, we have a language that I can't speak with anyone else. And, you know, so it, it does kind of, they kind of work together.
1: It's like the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, your take on Joe's selections there.
0: I think great selections. I wouldn't, not my top choice for folklore either. Um, and you'll hear my my choice in a few minutes, <laughs> yes. um, But but overall solid choices.
1: Great. Uh, my next two from 1989. I went with Blank Space, um, just a, an epic song, one of the greatest music videos of all time, maybe the best Taylor video. It's just this this monster. I remember the day that video came out. My I, I called my wife. I said, "You got to come in here and watch this video." And she's a she's a Taylor fan, but not like not like me in terms of fandom. And even she said, "That's a great music video," and it holds up now. And and the song. I've heard it be referred to as her biggest hit of all time. I don't know whether or not that's true, but it's certainly one of them. And it's just one of those pop culture landmarks that I could easily see being a staple of future concert performances for her. And then after that, I chose the live version of Enchanted, Joe, Joe, the one you chose from earlier in our discussion tonight. I love Enchanted. Uh, I love it lyrically. I I think it's just uh, a beautiful song. And I really happen to love the live version. I love the studio version as well. I just think that the memory of seeing it live has held uh, up over time, stayed with me, and that's why I chose that track.
2: Those are both great choices. I, I actually had blank space on my list also, which you know now I can skip over. But it's it's one of those songs that's one of you know, it's like one of those perfect songs. It's just right. they're, they're, it's a classic.
0: Agreed. I also had blank space. Actually, next. Oh really? Okay. (laughs) Um, But but I would agree. I had a similar experience with the music video. I'm not really a huge music video person to begin with, Mm -hmm. but this one, of course, stands out. Blank space. The blank space video is amazing.
1: It is. Everything from the
3: go ahead.
0: Very different. No, no, no. You go ahead.
1: I was just going to say in that video, it's the, play the location. It's the clothes. It's the scary plot twist where she like scra- <laughs> scrapes the guy's picture on the wall yeah stabs the cake and the blood comes out yeah. it's it's as a fan of horror movies i don't i actually i remember i asked you do you like horror movies is that a-? oh i
0: love horror movies.
1: really okay that's awesome that's awesome because joe and i it's our favorite Definitely. genre of movies and uh i love to see horror how we get movies. along you know,
0: scott
2: yeah it's awesome it's awesome <laughs> But uh, she that continued music that, videos, you know, yeah. that horror movie vibe, and look what you made me do in that video when she came out of the
0: cemetery and everything. Right. Yes. Yeah, she yeah. had that
2: whole that whole thing going there.
0: Yeah. Definitely a common theme um, throughout some of her music videos, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, but I would agree. It's, it's intense. Just the way it's shot is, is fantastic.
1: Yeah. It's great. And Alex, so that was your next song. What was after Blank Space?
0: So I had Blank Space and then I had um, Cornelia Street. I know we talked about that a little bit before. Um, so I don't know if you want me to give my next one. But oh. <laughs> but um, after that, I had Cardigan from Folklore. And oh, okay. I know that's kind of an off-the-beaten-path choice too. Um, but it was one of those where I first listened. When I, when I first listened, I was like, eh, I'm not really vibing with this. And then after a few times, I was like, okay, I I really, really enjoy it. And it became one of my favorite favorites on the record so that's mm-hmm. why i picked it just kind of out of you know it became that standout track for me after a few listens
1: joe i think you've had a similar experience with cardigan too it, it grew on you over time and yeah uh,
2: i really i i did not care for it when i first heard it I, not that i didn't care for it it's just one of those songs where it's like okay it's good but you know fine but it definitely grew on me now it's you know it's something you put on i would put on on purpose rather than just kind of get through it
1: let me ask you both a question before we we uh, I think we're headed towards the end of our lists probably. But um, Cardigan was the first song released from Folklore, and Willow was the first song released from Evermore. Which song do you like more, Cardigan or Willow? Alex, we'll we'll start with you.
0: Oh my gosh! Um, <laughs> oh, Sky, you know you you kill me with these no. with these lightning rounds. Um, no, I'm going to stick with Cardigan. Okay. Me too. I like Willow, but, but I think Cardigan stands out out of the two of them. Yes. Just lyrically. It's, it's stronger in, in my opinion.
2: I'm with you. And Joe, I disagree. I think Willow uh, is better. Actually.
0: <laughs> I'm shutting over. this down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joe's putting his foot down.
2: Love it. Love it. Love this discussion. <laughs> Joe, what's your next, uh, wait, who's, whose turn is it? Is it? It's, it's my turn. I have two more. So I'm, I'm done. My hour and two minutes is up. <laughs> okay. Um, but I will say the next song I have is also from Evermore, uh, Evermore, Nobody, No Crime. Oh. I just think that's a fun song. It's almost going back to the country sound that she had and, uh, you know, just more mature. And it's just a fun song, tells a story. You're not trying to think oh, it was this real or anything. Of course, it's not. It's just, a, it's just a song that is really something. That, it's just fun. It's One of my favorite songs on Evermore, and then my closing song for my playlist is It's Nice to Have a Friend Off Lover. Oh, I really like that song, it reminds me of a Christmas movie almost you know, a Hallmark Christmas movie when you're listening to it, and the sound and everything. And she's so to me, I, I just really like that song, and it's a good ending of the playlist,
1: I Alex. Your reaction to Joe <laughs> finale, I would.
0: I would agree. I think the title in itself should be a Hallmark Christmas movie instead of a Taylor Swift song. Um, but both solid choices.
1: Nobody no crime is my favorite song of Evermore. From the moment I heard it, and that has not changed with repeated listenings. Yep. And it's Agreed. nice to have a friend, is one one of my favorite songs from the Lover album. It's speaking of horror movies, not only does it work well, Joe, like you said, in a Hallmark Christmas type feel. I think it works well as kind of a scary horror movie type song. Just this sort of. It's setting to friends walking down the street that I can just see it in my mind. Yeah. It's playing both. out that way.
0: Yeah. Well, nobody, no crime is, I would agree. Scott. It's one of my favorites of evermore.
1: Yeah. It's just, fun. I love,
0: I love, I love a good feature in a fun song.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, it's great. Uh, it's a great track. Uh, so let's see, I am nearing the end. Alex, how many songs do you have left on your playlist?
0: I have three. Uh, well, I mean, I guess two because we already no – No Crime No Crime was my uh, one after Blank Space, and then I okay. have two more.
1: So why don't I have five more? Why don't I do three, and then we'll just go back and forth on the final tracks for both of us. So mm-hmm. my next song was You Belong With Me from Fearless. As I see it on this playlist, I kind of – I mean, it's a great song, and I love it. I'm not sure – I did the right thing there. I, I think I included it because I wanted a song from Fearless. And I love Hey Steven, but that may have been on another playlist I created. So I guess I represented this with You Belong With Me. I actually was thinking, why is that on there and not Cruel Summer? Because I happen to like Cruel Summer more, but then I would lose Fearless. So I don't know, but it's a great song. It's a classic. Um, it's, it's fun, timeless, not not much I could say beyond that. It. It's, a, it's a standard for Taylor Swift. Then I went back to Reputation. And I chose call it what you want, which I is a song that appears towards the end of the album, maybe the next to last track, I think. And I don't know why I love it so much, but I just do. I think that uh, the message behind it that of this person who found love and is moving forward and has a lot to look forward to. And um, it's a very relaxing song. I think it fits well on reputation towards the end, which is reputation tends to be a heavy album and that kind of slows things down. And um, I just I just like it. Not much to say beyond it. Just I'm a fan of it. Yeah,
0: solid choices. Yeah, thank solid you. Choices. I think you made a good move with you belong with me though. Thank you. I think it's a strong it's a strong pick.
1: It is sure. a strong pick. Thank you, Alex. Now I feel I feel good about it. Thank you.
0: You know you throw, you gotta throw them in there once in a while.
1: For sure, <laughs>
0: for sure. <laughs> the classics, and I think that's one that that sticks out and definitely brings back like those memories. Um, similar to Love Story. It's the same concept for me. Similar I really, really like it.
1: And uh, one thing I'll mentionize before, because the next song is a is a duplicate with something that you mentioned earlier, and I commented on it then, not realizing it was on mine, which is "teardrops on my guitar." That's my next song that I have mm-hmm. on my playlist as well. So, um, I guess we each have two left. So go ahead. What are your final two? One on of my the-
0: favorites. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so I have as my last two, I have me with Brendan Urie.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: <laughs> oh no. You're I'm not saying anything. No, no, I
1: did say that. I just I said wow. Continue. Um,
0: um and I have shake it off because I feel like that's a good way to end the playlist. Um, you know, you get I all the that. feels out. You get all the feels out and it's the end and it's just a happy tune. And you're just shaking it off, right? You're shaking off all those feelings, good or bad.
2: Shake it off. Are you sure you've never song. seen her in concert? I'm sorry. <laughs> I said, are you sure you've never seen her in concert? Because she closes with that song with all the confetti and everything. It's like the perfect ending. I could
0: have guessed. (laughs) I have a question for you. No, Scott promised he was going to take me a long time ago with Neil. Never happened.
1: I do have a question. And I, uh, I want to know why you chose me.
0: I am a huge Panic at the Disco fan. Okay. Huge. But I should preface that by saying old Panic at the Disco. Um not really the last few years. And I am just absolutely obsessed with Brendan Urie I you think, know I met Brendan. Not Urie. in like a oh my gosh. <laughs> You're making me let me, me ask, so were
1: you at the Roseland Ballroom show during the uh Joe, what what album was that that we uh It's
2: their second album, I don't remember off the one yet. the
1: very Beatles influenced album but nine in the afternoon. Uh um, oh
0: yeah. Wait, do you know that um Taylor Swift was Oh no, maybe she wasn't there. She's at. No, I'm thinking of an Owl City concert. Do you guys know Owl City?
1: Yes, that's who Enchanted is about. The guy from in Owl City. Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, when I was at one of their shows, Taylor Swift was in the balcony. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, and like it became the whole center of the center of attention (laughs) as opposed to Owl's the guy from Owl City. And he's like, yeah, whatever. I mean, it is Taylor Swift or something. But it was like just after it had to be like just after a love story and that kind of really took off.
2: Wow. Imagine her trying to go to a show now then.
0: Oh yeah. That so, would never happen. So she'd be uh, in like a private booth or something.
2: Yeah. Joe, did you look up the
1: uh, panic at the disco album? No, okay, Pretty we, odd. Pretty odd. Right. Joe and I went to see them at Roseland ballroom on that tour. And oh, we were no right by the stage. I remember that. Sure. That was, that was a great night. Oh. Yeah, that was a great time. A great Owl City song, by the way, that I'm looking up right now is it's from one of the Twilight movies.
3: Wait, Northern Lights?
1: Yes. Northern Lights by Owl City is a great song. Love that track. Great Very song. fun song. But uh, I, Alex, when it comes to the song Me, I, I will be honest in the interest of full disclosure, that is one of my least favorite Taylor songs. <laughs> but with all of that being said, the answer you gave as to why you put it on there, I heard that and I felt a sense of relief come over me because that answer was perfect, which is that if you're a fan of Panic at the Disco and you're a fan of Brendan Urie, his performance on that track is phenomenal. His vocals are great. And I completely understand why you would choose it for your playlist.
0: Perfect. Thanks, Scott.
1: Yeah, I feel, I feel yeah, relieved. I, I
0: just had to. I, I just really had to. I feel like Brendan Urie is one of those artists where he doesn't normally collaborate if it's not something that, you know, he's going to really stand out on and not in a selfish way, but just in a way of like, if his voice doesn't work, he's not going to collaborate. Right. Um. So that's why I think this really, this track stands out to me.
2: I respect that reason. If if you came here and said that was Taylor's greatest song ever, I would, I would be questioning (laughs) that, but (laughs) I respect the reasons.
1: My final two songs. One of them was mentioned, Joe, you chose this one, which is paper rings. Now, I, I have one thing Yo, to say about
2: that one. What's that that? Me. It's oh, that was you, Alex. Paper, oh. rings, don't give me, paper rings is on my don't list give me the of credit. Uh, bonus traps. <laughs> oh, it's <Yeah>. a bonus. <laughs> right, Joe, you have the bonus tracks. We got to get to the bonus, the bonus traps for okay. the Target uh, colored vinyl <laughs>
3: exclusive.
1: <laughs> okay, we'll get to those in a moment. But uh, on this other podcast that I mentioned earlier, which I love, I, I think you both would love it. When they talked about paper rings, they said it reminds them of you're the one that I want from Greece. And when I heard that, I think to myself, yeah, I see it. I see it. Definitely. But Paper Rings is so great. And for the final song from my playlist, I chose my second favorite song from Evermore, which is a new holiday standard for me, Tis the Damp Season. Yes. And I love that song. I I think, Joe, we may have talked about this on a prior episode, but just this idea of coming home for the holidays yeah. and seeing people that you know and... It's not a happy holiday song. Most holiday songs are happy and fun and we're having a great time during this time of year. This isn't that way, but yet it's totally, it's totally fun. It's like, it's it, yeah. it just makes you feel good. It's and, a great song. Uh, that's what I chose to close my playlist out. So um, we have a clear winner. To, that, that's Alex, by the way. <laughs> Should we have a clear winner oh, for top no playlist question. on the year? Oh, EV. guys. No question. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> um, oh. But no, this was fun. I, I don't I joke, know. It's hard.
0: To, you guys are hard competitors.
1: It's. It's. We're all friends. We all. This is all fun. This yeah. You know fun. what I mean.
0: Not competitors. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> In a fun but, way.
1: But this has been. This has been a lot of fun. Like this has re-emphasized this our
2: fandom, which is great. Yes. But now.
0: And I love. I love to hear the different perspectives. It's great. Yeah.
2: I'm honestly surprised that we didn't have a lot of crossovers either. We really didn't.
0: I know. That was. I. You know. By like track four or five i thought we were gonna overlap a little bit but
1: yeah and it's interesting because my favorite taylor swift song is style and i didn't even put it on my list
2: i
0: actually had a discussion
2: earlier with somebody that you would put that on your list and that's why i didn't
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay we'll we'll redo this episode (laughs) (laughs) round
2: two round two but i'm really intrigued (laughs) what are your what are your bonus tracks (laughs) very quickly i have hey steven Great song, great Great song. Paper rings, paper rings. I have champagne problems. My feelings, champagne problems.
0: I had that, but took it off.
2: And I have don't blame me from uh, Reputation.
1: (laughs) That's very much like a 1989 deluxe edition, where you have new romantics and you are in love. (laughs) And uh, I forget the other Wonderland, right? That's the other bonus track from 1989, right? And on the
2: on the Japan exclusive version, I have False God. (laughs) False God's a great song.
1: Alice, do you have bonus tracks I should know about?
0: (laughs) I don't. I think I'm already, I'm an hour and eight minutes.
1: So my
2: bonus tracks were included.
1: (laughs) Wow. Joe, I love your bonus tracks. I mean, there's nothing negative to say about it. I I love every one of those songs.
0: Oh, this
2: is great. 62 minute main playlist plus 15 minutes after on the bonus tracks.
0: It's like the encore. It's
1: the
2: encore. That'd be an amazing encore. I would love It, it. It would.
0: That would be an incredible encore.
1: Well. This has been a lot of fun. I really, uh, I, I had such a great time doing this. And my final question for you this evening, as we head towards the fearless reissue, what are you most excited for? Alex, we'll start with you.
0: From an, I guess from an artist's perspective, I'm most excited for her to have that freedom again, um, you know, because I feel like when they have that freedom and when they when artists feel like they have, um, you know, the rights and, and the control of their own stuff. That's when we tend to get the best content. Right. Um, And I think, you know, just from, you know, a fan's perspective, I'm just excited to see kind of like what we talked about before. I'm excited to see, you know, what's new, what's different, if it's going to sound, you know, like a little bit, a little bit like her older stuff, um, right. you know, and, and maybe we'll get a little bit more, twang and the banjo and and the different instruments so that's what i'm really excited for i'm, I'm curious to see
2: joe yeah. um so that's an interesting perspective alex about her you know owning her own stuff i mean my thought initially goes to the bone the um from the vault tracks you know what are these songs going to sound like if they haven't already been out and are they changed from you know the ones that have been leaked, if you want to call it that, you know, what is Keith urban doing on one of these tracks? (laughs) I just, I really want to hear what these are going to sound like and, and why, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go probably talk to Scott for hours about why these didn't make the original album and, you know, what's going on here. And it's, I'm just looking forward to, uh, to hearing some new stuff. And Taylor right now has got to be, you know, the most productive she's ever been with all these albums and re-recordings. And, you know, it's, it's just, amazing that all these are coming out now with two brand new albums in the last year it's just you know what a great time to be a taylor swift fan
0: agreed
1: i agree with everything you all have said what i'm really interested in is to see which version of fearless i go to most often will it be the original version or taylor's version and uh, when love story came out in the new version i love the way the drums sounded they sounded modern they sounded much rockier in a way, more, more rock and roll. And if that's the sound that the rest of the album is going to have, I think I'm definitely going to go to Taylor's version more because um, it's got more power to it. I think the production on fearless, the original at times seems a little bit uh, timid. Yeah. That may have been a product of the time it was recorded, but I'm hoping that'll be fixed with the Taylor's version.
0: Yeah. Interesting perspective, Scott.
1: We'll find out in a few days. We'll find that in a few I'm days.
0: Excited.
1: And my number one job for the rest of the week is to forget anything to do with my, re- my real job and make sure this episode
2: is re- released
1: before Friday. <laughs> yeah. If, you, have, oh if you saw
2: the uh, the Excel spreadsheet I made of today's playlist, you would understand that I didn't do anything <laughs> at work today except this.
1: I was so proud of you when I saw that. Joe sent me a, a, a picture. It's like an Easter egg, like Taylor would do, like a little picture with a hint of what's on there. And uh, it was... It was a defining moment of my friendship with Joe.
0: I love to hear it. <laughs>
1: so, um, you know, normally in the podcast, this is where we would go around the table and give a stuff we love recommendation of something we're enjoying now, like a movie, a song, an app, a book, whatever. I actually didn't prepare one tonight because I was so focused on this playlist. Do you guys have anything you want to recommend now? or? Uh,
2: I don't really enough? have anything. I mean, I've been watching a show on um, HBO Max called Warrior, which started off on cinemax and then moved over when they when they did that i mean i've been really enjoying that show it's about um chinese gangs in like the the late 1800s when they came to san francisco and the underworld and basically like the chinese mob back then and you know it's just a really good it's, it's a serious show but it's just very good it's like you get into it and i you know i i want to go back and keep watching And it's that right. kind of show so i've been watching it's called warrior it's right now it's on hbo max i really hope they've it. it has two seasons so far Okay, uh, so we'll see, but it's a, it's a great show. It was, it was based on Bruce Lee. He wrote, oh. you know, he he wrote the uh, the I guess the treatment for it or the writings for it. Um, so it's really cool. Awesome,
1: Alex. And- anything come to mind for you?
0: Oh yes. Okay. Um, this hopefully isn't taking too dark of a turn, but um, I've been really into a podcast about like I'm very into true crime okay um so i'm listening to a podcast called serial i don't know if you guys have listened to it yep. um you've heard it oh yep. my god this is like yes. my third time listening but i'm like more into it now than i was at the beginning right um b- because i'm so inundated in this ca- in the case um but i mean that's i guess i don't really have anything other than that yeah. i don't think that i'm super into and that's only because i drove to North Carolina, so I just had to listen
3: to it again. <laughs> when
1: you take a road trip like that, it lends itself well to... Yeah, it's great. Listening to a to a podcast. For me, I, I really... I guess I'll mention one thing, which is on the Peacock streaming service, they have this thing for season three of The Office called Superfan Episodes. And what they do is they... Include in the in the episode additional footage that wasn't part of the original one. So the average episode now comes in instead of twenty four minutes, like twenty seven to thirty two minutes. And if you're a fan of The Office, like I am, it's just a lot of fun to see the new footage. So that for me, I didn't
0: know. Yes, I didn't know about that. Oh my god! Super fan episodes on
1: Peacock. They have every episode of The Office generally, and then Mm -hmm. at least for season three so far with new footage. Are you a fan of The Office, Alex?
0: A big fan of The Office. Yes.
2: The
1: great office
0: show. and and I've been into Shits Creek yeah. as well.
2: <laughs> I've a I lot, lot of people show. like that. Yeah. Well,
1: this has been great.
2: Great episode. Great episode. One Thanks. of my
1: favorites to record. So I'm just gonna take a moment to tell our listeners where they can find the stuff we love podcast online. First off, we can be found on all of the podcast streaming services. So we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Overcast, everywhere podcasts are, we are including iHeartRadio and Pandora, by the way. Those are some recent additions. You can write to us, stuffwelovepodcast.gmail.com. We are on Twitter at StuffWeLovePod, Instagram, StuffWeLovePodcast. And I guess that's it. I'm trying to think as I rattled this off. In my everything. Mind. I, th- I think we got everything. And uh, thank you again, Alex, for joining us. We had a wonderful time with you on the episode tonight. You're, you're a tremendous guest. Today.
2: Alex,
0: great oh, to have I'm you. I'm so glad to hear it. Thank you guys so much for having me. This was so much fun.
1: Would you come back on a future episode?
0: I would love to come back on a future episode for sure. Awesome. Whenever you'll have me, I'll be here.
1: That's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank and you guys. Uh, Joe, great to be with you as always, my friend. Absolutely. And we're going go nice to go around the table. You. You <laughs> too, <laughs> <Alex>. <laughs> it's true. And uh, we're going to go around the table one more time. So I'm Scott. I'm Joe. I'm Alex. And this has been the Stuff We Love podcast.